What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Seuss is in Disney. So it's just us for the second time this season. I'm sorry. Did you say Disney? Yeah. Disney. These nuts. These nuts. Uh, Disney World. Mm. Yeah, Very, not, to uh, be, not to be confused with Disneyland right. in I heard, California. I heard, I heard Disneyland's like kind of ass. Yeah, compared to, yeah, to Disney, Disney World. World. That's what I've too. Yeah. Um, Could also be bias. I've only I've only been to uh the, <laughs> one, in, the one in Orlando, so right. fuck fuck Disneyland. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no Susan this week. Whatever. Um that's okay. We knew this was coming. What we didn't see coming was him starting five and one. That's that's true. And he's yeah. not even here to talk. You know what? Good. He's not even here to talk about it. That's a good thing. So, well, the thing is, what's he going to talk about? He's got, like, I'm pretty sure he leads the league in uh, least points against. Or he's second. Oh, must be nice. I got to tell you, the opposite is true in Craig's league for me right now. Oh, yeah. I have the most – dude. Dude. Listen, like – my obviously I've come to terms with what's going on in my team in the Westport League, but my fucking God, I have no luck in Jim and Skip, bro. I no. lost to you by like one point, fucking scored 156, not good enough. <laughs> Last week, 145, not good enough. Fucking ridiculous, man. I, I can't. I, it's just it's so frustrating. I have like one of the highest points for totals in the league, but obviously. Craig is by far and away ahead of everyone else because Cooper Cup gets him 30 points by himself every week. But, uh, yeah. yeah he's um, got a good team, but every good team can be beaten. Mm-hmm. So I you know, what's, what's funny is the he almost went undefeated. Uh, he almost went undefeated uh, one year. And his one loss in the regular season, I'm pretty sure I came in last place that year in his league. My team was, was abysmal. Uh because I think it was the year that I had drafted um, someone who got hurt and they were out for the season uh, with my first pick. So my team was really bad. And uh, and Craig's Craig was like 10 and, 10 and 0. And then his only loss on the season was against my shit bum team. And if you think that I ever let him live that down, you are a mistake. It's only joy I get for fantasy football. I'm glad. Hmm. I'm glad you're able to tell the tale. Um, but yeah, fantasy's rolling, man. We're already at week seven. Crazy. And Mason, I lied to you last week. I said on this year podcast that on last Sunday, I'd be sitting next to you in your mom's basement watching the Dallas Cowboys kick some ass. Turns out the very next day after we recorded, my wonderful Lovely fiance surprised me with two tickets to paradise, to paradise, aka Gillette Stadium, nice. to see the Cowboys and the Patriots. I was surprised. She said, I got you two tickets, but you got to bring me. And I was like, huh, I guess I can do that. <laughs> so, um, so we went Sunday, and I just want to talk about the game before we get started and everything here. Oh, gladly. The Dallas Cowboys um, might have given the New England Patriots 
every single opportunity to win that game. <laughs> and the Patriots refused to win. What, what do you think? Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty good assessment. Didn't they have like oh something ridiculous? They have like twelve penalties worth like a hundred and fifty yards or something stupid like that. Every other play was a flag, and it was after every good play. I'd be like, "Oh, cool! Oh, brought back holding." <laughs> uh, and then let me start with the penalties. But just to start the game, Cowboys on the first drive go for a fourth and one. Don't get it in their own territory, and I'm like, "Okay, it's not really how you want to start." Whatever. Long game. Offense will bounce back. Patriots get a touchdown right away. I'm like, "Shit." Um, then I'm, I don't know if the Cowboys came down and matched it. Yeah, they did. To go seven, seven. That was like, almost, almost immediately. I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. It was a quick drive and they came back and scored, but then the Patriots did the same thing. Went up 14. So I was like, are we not gonna be able to stop Mac Jones today? (laughs) And now I started getting worried when they scored in their first two drives, but then they came back down to earth. Um, Cowboys get stopped at the goal line, even though on third and goal, I don't know how. Dak isn't in the end zone on his first quarterback sneak. They literally showed the replay and he's like getting up off like his chest was on the chalk. Yeah. Well, I think I think that was a tough call because it was one of those things where they called it on the field. Right. That he wasn't a touchdown. So it's like, and all the camera angles they showed, obviously, like if you use your fucking brain, you're like, he's in the end zone. But right. because they don't have conclusive evidence, you couldn't see the ball, you couldn't do anything, you know? Oh, and by the way. Um, Gillette Stadium, great stadium. Not enough replays when you go to a Patriots game. They don't show a lot of replays of the plays that happened before, like big plays or whatever. They just show you the replays, obviously, that the referees see when a play is reviewed or challenged. Um, so anyway, Dak doesn't get in on third down, even though he did. So he has to go for it on fourth down, sticks the nose of the football out, gets fumbled, and I was like, all right, uh, like this is something wrong. I was like, we're not meant to win this game if he's not going to score. We had four straight chances from first and goal with the one. Zeke couldn't get in, then Dak can't get in twice, and I'm like, okay. Obviously, for my fantasy team, that's not good either, having Zeke in multiple leagues. But – oh, cool. Breaking oh, news. Breaking news, bro. Breaking news. I just traded uh, for Adam Thielen, and we're going to talk about – uh, what that trade is, it's Kareem Hunt and Dalton Schultz for Adam Thielen, and you guys might be saying, Kareem Hunt, isn't he hurt? He is. But Amaral's team, like we talked about earlier before the podcast, Sousa, like Sousa's team, has a chance to take some risks, especially at the running back position. And that was my main pitch to him. Um, Kareem Hunt, yeah, he's out for now, but when he comes back, he's going to be your RB1 because you got Mike Davis, James Conner, and Chase Edmonds, so and he's got fucking nasty wide receivers anyway. Mm. So I hope it works out for him. <laughs> he just said you're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, man. I mean, if I could, uh, if I could pick up from where you kind of left off, Glenn, uh, yeah. or like more big picture things. Obviously, you can tell the story of the game more considering you were there. Uh, from a Patriots fan perspective. Uh, very frustrating game um, because I feel like, like you said, the Cowboys were basically trying to give that game away. Um, and for whatever reason, I, it just, it's so frustrating to me because I've had a problem 
with the play calling all season. And I think you would agree that Mac Jones played very well on he played pretty well. I know he had that pick six, but then right next play, huh. Kendrick Bourne, <laughs> see you later. So I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. But the problem that I have is that they don't trust him. And look, you have to have a, like a short leash on a rookie. You can't have him throwing five picks like Zach Wilson like Zach did. Wilson. Right, 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 right. But – Matt Jones has not given any inclination that he is not ready to have at least more of a dominant role in the offense, because right now they're still a very run first team. And I'd like to see them open it up a little bit more for him. And they refuse to do so uh, to a fault, I believe. Um, And it's, it's really frustrating. Um, And then, uh, you know what? You can go back to telling your story about because I think we'll have two very different perspectives on one play late in the game in particular. So, so we can continue. Here's um, real quick wrapping up the Mac Jones thing, and I, I, I talk. I want to talk Patriots a little bit too. Um, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. I, I think Mac Jones in six games with the New England Patriots shows. Not only the potential to be a quarterback in the NFL, but he's got stones. And, like, not, not a lot of quarterbacks have that. I think the true test of Mac Jones was going head-to-head with Tom Brady on Sunday night and becoming six inches away from – was it a win or was that to tie the game? No, it would have been a win. Would have been a win. I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. Yeah, because yeah, they lost 19-17, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. But anyways, that Sunday night game, like, I don't know how much more pressure could have been put on Mac Jones. You have literally the guy who was a god in New England, Tom Brady, returning home with the Super Bowl winning um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they keep it close. I understand weather was a factor, but he didn't play bad. The problem is... Patriots had that game in their hands against the Cowboys. And I get you try to establish the run, Damian Harris, Stevenson. That's fine. They're good runners. I like Harris a lot. I've been saying that all year. You run it on first down. Okay, it gets a couple. Now you got second and medium. And when you run it again on second and medium and you get stuffed again, and then that sets up a third and medium, third and long for your quarterback. I don't care who you are. It's annoying when it keeps happening time and time again. Yeah, you're putting him at a disadvantage every time. I mean, right. that that's the thing. Damian Harris gets stuffed on first down. It's second and 10, and then you run the ball. He has right, two right. yards. Right. So, what are we doing? Right. And and that's where the biggest thing is. Like, I, I don't think it's on – it's got to be on Josh McDaniels because, like, it's just a play calling from his perspective. Like, if I was a Patriots fan sitting there watching that game – knowing you have a chance to beat one of the best teams in the league at home. They're giving you the game for all the opportunities they give you. Turn it over on downs multiple times, an interception at the goal line, um, you know, like like multiple opportunities handed to you, and you can't capitalize on it. And now here's the thing with the Cowboys. Like, their defense, they get turnovers, but they're not world beaters. Like, you could score on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Not as bad as they were last year. 
Oh no, definitely you not. Can, Their you defense can score. is historically bad. Right, you could score on them, you know, and Mac Jones proved that in the first two drives. As the game goes on, fourth quarter comes. Cowboys start getting a little momentum because Pat's offense just goes stale. They can't do anything. Um, I'm trying to think of, I don't know, how did the Patriots get the ball back before uh, Mac Jones threw that pick six? We go for it on fourth down and didn't get it? Uh, potentially. I think it was either you guys went for it on fourth down or there was some sort of turnover or something. I forget the exact the exact uh, thing that happened. I think we went for it and didn't get it. And then um, no, what? I don't know. But anyways, Mac Jones throws the pick to Trayvon Diggs, who runs it back for a pick six, uh, giving the Cowboys the lead. And that's the play that I lost my voice on when because it was just unbelievable like the whole game i'm like thinking i'm like man i was like trayvon Diggs picks uh his streak is it's gonna go ahead you know it hasn't happened yet it's been wild and then, uh, here he comes it's like clockwork mm-hmm. um gets the pick six and i'm like okay awesome feel a lot better about this now now let's let matt jones beat us first play double move on Diggs. <laughs> see you later the kendrick born and i'm looking at the safety and i'm like is he gonna pick this off fucking not even close dude and then kendrick Bourne just take it and like my range of emotions going from being so happy that uh trayvon Diggs had the pick six to just kendrick Bourne. i'm like dude oh it's dude exact opposite for me especially because i had to start kendrick Bourne last week oh, he no. had zero points the whole game and i uh and i was like Jesus Christ, it's Kendrick Bourne. That's all I, I can say. I'm not gonna lie, he texted out in the group chat. I almost threw my phone off the fucking cement. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so bad. And Chelsea just looks at she goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, hey, hey, it's like it's not over yet, you know. But it felt like it was over after that yeah. Kendrick Bourne touchdown. And then credit to Dak, not credit to fucking Connor Williams, who one gets a holding call on third down and also unsportsmanlike conduct what are you doing on a on a drive to take the lead at the end of the game in a two-minute drill causes a third and 25 but then that man shows up against cd lamb gets into field goal territory right the leg i was like no he already missed one earlier and i was just like he fucking drills i was like thank god and that 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 is the play bro that is absolutely unforgivable yeah absolutely unforgivable bro the fucking third and 25 how in god's green earth do you not stop that stop the cowboys there i don't get it like that is all time bad that is so bad dude like i don't understand what the point like what kind of defense they were trying to run it there like keep everyone back make them throw the ball short that's all you had to do. Like, but for whatever fucking reason, I rem- I was watching, like, uh, forget if, if I was listening to Felgrim Maz or, or if I was watching ESPN or whatever the fuck. They were talking about, like, what the actual defensive play was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, like, I guess, like, J.C. Jackson, like, missed an assignment, but they were playing, like, some weird kind of bump-and-run zone or something where, like, 
J.C. Jackson saw Jalen Mills go one way, so he had to go another way, and then it ended up leading to C.D. Lamb being wide open. And I, like, obviously the rest is history, but, like, watching that, I was like, as, as soon as that play happened, I was like, dude, this game's over. I was like, the Cowboys are going to win. Like, so it goes to overtime. Ridiculous. It goes to overtime after that regular like field goal. I'm like, all right, coin toss now. Now we gotta worry about that. Patriots get the ball started. I'm like, okay. You know, we just got one stop. We can get a field goal. We can get a field goal. Do this. Patriots stop, fourth and short, punted away. Now there was times earlier in the game where they had fourth and real short. And I'm like, with Tom Brady, they're going for it on fourth and short in the in a game like that. And then they didn't. They decided to punt away. And I was like, wow. I was like, sometimes, you know, you just got to go for it. Yeah, no no trust, bro. No trust in, in Mac Jones. It's, it's it's incredibly frustrating, man. You know what I mean? Like, you can't win a game zero to zero. Like, you yeah. got to score points. And I then, mean, obviously, the game-winning play, uh, C.D. Lamb. And now the cool part, no, I, I, I know, like, I prefer watching football on TV um, than, like, being at the game. Because like, being at the game is cool, so obviously, you know, all the fans and stuff, loud noise, but – with football, you know, you get to see more of the replay. You get to see closer on the field. Um, the best part about being at the game is that you can see plays develop before they happen. And that play to win the game in overtime, you see CD cut across the middle. And, like, he puts his hand up. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's open. He's open. And then Dak just finds him, catches it. And I'm like, he's not catching him. And then fucking waving by to Jalen Mills was the icing on the cake. I, I was like, oh, like, nipples got hard. Dick got hard. It was, it was, that's what yeah. I've been waiting for. I mean, for Glenn, 20 that, years. That should be nothing different from you. Cowboys receiver has been cooking Jalen Mills his whole fucking career. I know. And it's funny when the Patriots made that signing in the offseason, I was like, Jalen Mills. I was like, I remember he was on the Eagles and he sucked. Yeah, he still does. Still that newsflash. Yeah. Still sucks. And they didn't show it on, on TV because I, I watched it back later on when we got home. But after a CD scored and he does the wave, Jalen Mills gets all up in his face, all the defense. got they, Zeke came over and started getting involved, and they had to, like, separate him because they were just getting all trippy. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Cowboys win, 5-1, and one, Patriots, 0-4 oh at home. Hate to see it. Crazy. That, that hasn't happened since, like, 93, back when the Patriots were a laughing stock in the league. So, just goes to show you what kind of uh, straits they're in. But, I mean – you know, multiple times, I feel like they had, like, you know, opportunities to win games. They had opportunities against the Dolphins. They had opportunities in uh, in week two. Or, well, actually, I guess they technically just got completely exposed by the Saints. But uh, what was the game that they fumbled? Was that was that the Dolphins? Where uh, First two games. Yeah. Two, two fumbles in the first game. It's just, it, man, it's like. I don't know, man. It's like people talk about, you know, the coaching on the team making such a difference, but they've been making a lot of sloppy mistakes that are kind of uncharacteristic that they don't normally make, you know? Or a Bill Belichick team. Yeah, and it's uh, it's super frustrating. But That's enough about Cowboys-Patriots. Um, Cowboys heading to their bye. Good time. Because apparently on that last throw to C.D. Lamb, Dak got hurt. But that ain't that's something more that we like to discuss on the news, not with Sue's. The news with uh, two dudes. The news with two dudes. There you go.
But you got news? Um, yeah, I there's, I mean, this, I got news. Dude, dude, this, this sucks, bro. Um, I feel like we talk about this every year now, but like, I feel like this year's worse than any other year. We always say that, but like, everyone's fucking hurt. Mm. Maybe it's just for me, because they're mostly <laughs> on my team. I think it's just for you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it sucks. Injuries suck. I wish we, I wish it was like mad and we could turn injuries off. Right. Um, so this is for news as of Thursday. Okay, because I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. And we're, we got a game tonight, obviously, Browns and uh, Broncos, which we'll pick after. And I'm going to give you my pick and why. But right now, uh, latest news I just got a minute ago. Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. stayed on the field and is catching passes again from offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. Looks like he's playing to me. So by the time you hear this tomorrow, you'll know already if Odell Beckham Jr. is playing or not. God, I hope they say the same thing about Jarvis Landry because otherwise I'm going to have to start the fucking starting wide receiver for Durfee High School in my lineup this week. It's bad. Um, let's see. Any other relevant fantasy news? Okay, it's Thursday. Tyreek Hill didn't practice. Great. Love that. Also on my team in Jim and Skip. <laughs> Sick. Bears running back Damian Williams on the reserves left COVID-19 list was not at practice again today and couldn't be cleared until Saturday at the earliest because he's unvaccinated and there's a mandatory 10-day waiting period. Get the vaccine, stupid. Stupid. Oops. I uh, lost my news. Allen Robinson practicing a limited role today. Um, so that's good, I guess. He kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton missed the second straight practice. T.Y. Hilton came back, had a pretty good week first game back. Bro, I mean, like, is anyone surprised, though? T.Y. Hilton? I remember last year, people were like, yeah, he's coming back. It's going to be good. He caught, like, one pass, immediately got hurt, was out for the season. Like, there's nothing else you could. Guy was born with glass bones and paper skin. It's nothing else you can expect from him, man. Nope. I just want to see him on the field and want to see him do something because I like Ty. Yeah, he was he was nasty when he had luck. It was. Um, also, uh, Kareem Hunt to IR. Oh, I know. That's my boy, and I just traded him. Yeah, but now I don't feel bad about bringing it up. He's not on your team anymore. So. Yeah, but I still – I have my other teams. I got them in two other leagues, and I didn't trade them in those leagues. But <laughs> in this league um, – and, and here's the thing, too. Mason, you're kind of in a tough predicament, too. And I feel like we should, we should talk about this. Guys who are injured, who are stars, and if you're thinking about trading them, whether it's bye weeks or you're just frustrated, you don't want to worth a week, the best fantasy advice I can give you is to try to maximize your value. I just traded Kareem Hunt and Dalton Schultz for Adam Thielen, who right now is playing wide receiver one potential. Depend, it, obviously, it varies depending what your needs for the team are. I'd suck, I didn't want to get rid of Dalton Schultz, but whatever, I have Kyle Pitts. And now I have Adam Thielen, who I can place in my lineup. I still don't have an RB2 who I can start week in, week out, like Kareem Hunt. But it's about maximizing, but you got to shop around, see what guys are willing to offer, see if you can push them to go a certain way. But you can't settle because once you start settling, then a team like Sousa's last year 
becomes a toilet bowl team where you're just playing week to week for that win. You get rid of all your good guys. And then the next thing you know, it's week 14. And you're like, what the fuck happened to my team? Oh yeah. Um, we obviously we talked about it a little bit before the podcast, uh, but uh, something also in the news, technically Christian McCaffrey got moved to IR mm. uh, officially last week. Um, so for me, that really sucks. Uh, but in the topic of what we're talking about now, um, obviously I am, I'm two and four. I lost last week to Jake Aronson, GG's Jake. Um, but the thing is, is like, I realized that, you know, ultimately, yes, I, I need to trade McCaffrey. It sucks. He's one of my favorite players, obviously well-documented on the podcast, but I'm not going to be stupid and make a desperation trade because ultimately I know that if he comes back and he plays even 90% of his potential, that's still 23. That's still like 15 to 20 points easier a week. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it would be stupid for me to be like, I need to get rid of this guy right now. Like, you know, and I want to make sure that I'm getting the proper value back. And if no one's going to give me, the proper value, then I'll just keep him on my team. And at the very least, I won't be winning the toilet because he's on my team, you know? Right. So, right. uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, and here's and, the thing too, you're two and four, I'm three and three. If, if you're five and one, you don't even sniff trading Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. You, no you chance. can wait that out. Yeah. If, me, if I'm five and one, if I'm four and two, I'm hanging on to Kareem Hunt because I know what he can do. First six weeks of the season, he's a top five running back. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just that little tip on Kareem Hunt and Christian McCaffrey going to IR because obviously they're popular players. A lot of people own them in different leagues too. So if you're kind of pondering what you should do with them, it's situational. It depends on where you are in your league, what your roster looks like, where you think you can improve, and if it's worth the risk of handing over a player as good as those guys. Um, but more news. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, I will say uh, Terry McLaurin exited exited the game on Sunday, or is he just questionable now? I forget. Oh, he exited the game? I don't know. Did he exit the game? I know he was, like, questionable. Didn't uh, – yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. If he exited the game, then I'm not as mad at no, oh no, he didn't. He didn't exit the game, but I guess he has a hamstring injury uh, issue. Yeah, he and, practiced today, limited. Yeah, so keep an eye on him. Um, I don't really think I can't think of any other significant injuries off the top of my head. Basically, everyone on the Giants is injured. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. The whole wide receiving core. Uh, Sterling Shepard is the healthiest one. And he had a hamstring issue and it's limited in practice. I don't think Galladay's playing. I don't know if Slayton's playing. Darius Tony's doubtful. All that being said, Evan Ingram still ain't going to get more than five points. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's wild. Like, you would think in a week like this, and it's funny, because we, because we're saying this, he's probably going to grab a couple touchdowns, but it's like, dude, why is he so bad? 
Can you answer uh, that for me? No. I mean, you know, honestly, this is, uh, the, you know, I this is more of a joke, but they, I feel like it all started that one week when he, going into the, they didn't announce that he wasn't going to play until a half hour after the game started. And me and Craig were looking at each other going, why doesn't he have any points? Because we both started him in different leagues. And then Craig, I went on Twitter and said, oh, Craig, I found out why. He's not playing. Uh, and I think ever since that point, it's just been, you know, it's been a downhill spiral for him. Uh, and also, I just think the Giants stink, man. I, like, they, they suck. They, they suck. They're not good. Like, they are really bad. Uh, speaking of the Bevel, Evan Ingram was actually added to the Giants injury report today. Oh, so that's why. He didn't I'm practice with a calf injury. That, that wide receiver start from Durfee is looking better and better every second. Dallas Goddard um, is back with the team after coming off the COVID list. He had COVID, but he is vaccinated, so he's able to come off the list. Uh, but didn't practice today, just working on the side. Uh, and Calvin Ridley's back after missing The London time. game. Personal issue. Yeah, the bye so. week. Um, mm, I think that's it. Oh, I will say uh, update on Michael Thomas. You know, something we haven't talked about. He started the started the league on PUP. Uh, as of this week, the Saints said that he does need a few more weeks uh, to come back, even though he's off of the PUP now. So uh, still a little bit more time until you can get him back in your lineup, which is unfortunate because I was kind of counting on him coming back. But uh, I'll hold my horses for now, I suppose. Because if he can be the guy, even 90% of the guy that he was, even 75% of the guy that he was when he was at the top of his game. So better than starting Naheem Hines. Yup, that is <laughs> fucking fast. That is so true. Oh, man. But yeah, that's, that's it for the news. Maybe if uh, Susan was here, he'd take some more news, but he's not. So, so that's it. Let's move, oh, on. let's move on with some good news. Some good news of week six, also known as the Stellar Stars of the Week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Mason, you already know I'm going with this. Maybe you don't, because you thought I, you knew where I was going with it, but I pulled Swerve on you. We talked Cowboys-Patriots earlier. Um, Cowboys don't win that game without this man. C.D. Lamb. C.D.'s nuts. C.D. Lamb and his breakout game of 2021 scored 31.6 fantasy oh, points. Can you hear that person yelling? Hold on, let me listen. I don't hear it. They just stopped. But someone is absolutely losing their shit outside my house. I don't know who the fuck it is. Okay, I guess I guess they, they must have caught on that we were listening. But um, anyway, continue. Sorry. That's okay. CDLM, <laughs> my stellar star of the week, scored 31.6 fantasy points and half point PPR on nine receptions for 149 yards and two big old fat voluptuous TDs, including the game-winning TD. Making the Cowboys five and one. Making the Cowboys, dare I say, legit contenders. 
I would agree with that, Glenn. I would agree with that. Yeah. Do you agree with my stellar star of the week? Yeah, I do. But I feel like yep. based on my stellar star of the week this week, we should just change the name of stellar star of the week. We should just call stellar stars of the week plus Derrick Henry popping off again because I'm picking Derrick Henry uh, because oh. he, follow- he followed up his 31 point performance last week with a 34.6 performance or I'm sorry. 31 point performance in week five, 34.6 last week in week six. My man had 20 carries for 143 yards for, and he had three touchdowns, baby, three TDs. And he also had two receptions for 13 yards as well. Um, And I mean, look, uh, you know, if I, I think that, you can only really say so much about how much of a beast that Derrick Henry is until, you know, you just got to go, hey, man, guy's fucking nasty. That, that's, that's all it is. Well, boom, boom. That's just, you know, three things. Death, taxes, and boom, boom. That's it. Three people. Three people in this league who I am now disgusted with. Number one, you. Number two, Chris Hartnett. And number three, Brandon Gomes. You know why? Because we could have picked Derrick Henry. Because you could have drafted Derrick Henry. And the thing is, I knew he was going to go before me, Panacho with the fourth pick, me having number five, because you know Derrick Henry, a sliding past me. I don't care if mm-hmm. I had first, second, third, Last, it, he wouldn't make it that far, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I was going to get Derrick Henry this year. Um, he's a man. What he's doing right now is unheard of. Let me say this, okay? Three people. Actually, you could say four people. Four people right now in the MVP conversation, Okay. Through week six. Number one, and this is not in any order. Three of them are quarterbacks, by the way, which is more common. Number one's Kyler Murray, undefeated Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tom Brady, because they're just force feeding him touchdowns right now. Number three, Dak Prescott, Cowboys five and one on the Dak's arm and um, what he's been doing. And number four, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would agree with that, especially considering uh, Ryan Tannehill Sucks. has turned back in, into Ryan Tannehill. Oh, it's been awful. Um, so they've basically they've literally just been winning games off of Derrick Henry's back, essentially. Yep. Um, which is even more impressive because you know it's like one of those things where you look at Derrick Henry and you're like, okay, they're gonna run the ball with Derrick Henry. That's all we have to do to stop them is to stop Derrick Henry. And week after week after week, teams just can't do it. I mean, Henry went up against the Bills, who, uh, you know, one of the best defenses in the league, obviously, and absolutely shit on them. You know what I mean? Like, they're, it's just he's one of those guys where he's matchup proof. He just can't be stopped. Real so. quick, Browns and actors, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, cornerback A.J. Green. And then a bunch of guys who are not fantasy relevant. I don't see Jarvis Landry. 
check in with my boy adam Schefter really quick so while you check that I'm, i just want to tell you that through six weeks uh derrick henry already has double digit touchdowns he has 10 he has rushed for over 110 yards in five straight weeks there's only one week where he didn't rush for 100 yards and it's a joke dude like it's a, it's a laughable joke mm. how this dude just rolls out of bed on sunday morning he puts the team on his back. He puts fantasy teams on his back. And who could have saw this coming? Like, uh, when I when I tell you, like, Derrick Henry, like, when I saw him and I started the Derrick Henry fan club, I knew he'd be great, okay? But I didn't know he'd be all this. I, I'm, I'm owning up to that right now. I didn't know he would be all this. I knew he had potential to be great. Just based on his size, speed, stuff that we saw flashes of when he was backing up to Marco Murray. Yeah, Glenn, honestly, look, man, all the credit to you. You you called it. But, but I'm just saying, like, I called him being good. I, in my wildest dreams, never thought he'd be this good. Yeah, I mean, people were talking about Saquon being fucking Barry Sanders right. after two good games, but right. the real guy who's fucking Barry Sanders is this dude right now. So, Derrick Henry. CD what more can you say? I, 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 they're just stellar. That's why there are stellar stars of the week. Susan didn't get a stellar star of the week this week. You know why? Because he's in Disney. Because he's in Disney. Stellar That's stars nice. of the week brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. And of course, Mason, with the good, there always comes the bad. With the good comes the bad, and with the bad comes the fuck of the week. Oh, you, sn- you snuck it in there on yeah, it. Was, it was quick. It was quick that time. Um, uh, fuck of the week brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to fuck, you might as well use Lube. Uh, and our fuck of the week this week is the only person on JV's team who didn't have double digits. Well, besides the Panthers defense, but they don't really count. It's fucking defense. Uh, Antonio Gibson. So, and, you know, more to, I think, bigger picture, Antonio Gibson hasn't been bad this season by any metric, but I don't think he's been as good as a lot of people thought that he was going to be this year. Um, so this last, last week, uh, all around bad week for the Washington football team as a whole, uh, going into Kansas City, or playing Kansas City, rather, and uh, Gibson like the rest of the offense was not good. He had 10 carries for 44 yards and two receptions for zero yards, clocking in at a whopping 3.4 points. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you look at a game like this, hopefully it's up from here and this isn't a constant. I don't think it will be. Uh, personally, obviously, game script is not was not good for him. Um, he's not really a big pass catching guy. Uh, so, and you know, the Washington football team was down by double digits, the majority of the game, so they couldn't really run the ball. So I think you're looking at more of an, uh, an outlier performance here. Personally, I think he should go pretty much back to form, getting you at least double digits, uh, you know, being an RB two at the very least with RB one upside, but yeah, last week. Not good. Definitely fuck the week worthy. 
Uh, Glenn, Glenn, you muted yourself. I muted myself. I muted myself. <laughs> on the flip side of that, on the bad weeks that Antonio Gibson's been having, JD McKissick has been thriving. McKissick, eight attempts, 45 rushes, uh, 45 yards, and eight receptions for 65 yards got him 15 fancy points. Not bad. Not bad. Time to put a little respect on McKissick's name. But yeah, Antonio Gibson, fuck of the week. He let you down. Mm. So. So yeah, that was fuck of the week. Brought to you by PBJ Loop. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Loop. You might as well. And uh, now we're gonna move on to another section, but I don't really want to talk about it because I had my worst week so far, uh, and I think Buddy. we might. You you're like right on my ass now, Glenn, because Buddy. now it's time for. Pickskin pickums. And when I tell you, when I tell you, I picked him last week. You did. I was. Glenn's ahead of me now. I was picking him. I was in the 99th percentile. Would have been 100 if uh, the Dolphins could get it done in London. But they didn't. That's the only game I lost last week was the Dolphins. Yeah. Real quick before we actually start doing the pigskin pick hmm. I put the call out every week so oh, yeah. far yep. about this fucking guy in first place. Nothing. Crickets. Nothing. Absolutely crickets, dude. So you know what? I'm going to say it, bro. You don't tell us who you are. You're not getting shit. I am not giving you your complimentary handshake. Okay? That's a little more than that. I will give you a complimentary middle finger. That's about it. Damn. Okay? Because you, sir, are a coward. And that's what cowards get. And anyway. For people who don't know, we're talking about the one, the only, uh, ESPN 47325696. That's the guy who's leading our Pigskin Pick'em group right now. Yep. On the Stellar Seller podcast. But I'm catching up. I'm only two games behind him. Yeah, I know. So I've hopefully Mason... Two games behind him for fucking six weeks. Hopefully, Mason, it won't matter at the end of the year. I'll pass him. I'll win the pickums like I know I'm supposed to do. And then um, it won't matter. There's no name will just be irrelevant. But if he wins and he goes on, he's got to be rewarded. We promised that to the listeners. Mm. But we, we, need a, we need a name or we need a face to match the name. I need it. Hit us up on Twitter. Fucking... Message us on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, if you if you hit us back up, man, I'll take back everything I said. Like, 100%. No bad blood. But till you do that, we're on site, bro. Or actually, we're not on site because I don't even know who you are. Right. No site. So, we're no site. Okay? Yeah. Remember that. ESPN 57374785 fucking whatever numbers you are. <laughs> So let's see here. Uh, pick skin, pick them. Week seven. Week we, we got a game going tonight, Mason. Yeah. Broncos at the Browns. Now, normally, Browns always play at home on Thursday night. You know, they have a Thursday night game. It's kind of unfair, actually, if you ask me. But Dog Pound's going to be rocking. Only thing is, they ain't got nobody. Baker's out. Kareem Hunt's out. Nick Chubb's out. Odell Beckham's playing. Jarvis Landry might be playing. Yeah. 
But Case Keenum is the starting quarterback. Did you start him? No. Oh, well, I'm, I don't know. I picked up Jimmy G. I'm oh. starting him. Yikes. I can yeah, trade I you Daniel Jones. For Christian McCaffrey? Why not? <laughs> no, but I mean, Teddy That's Bridgewater. That's definitely a return that I'm looking for right there, baby. Straight up. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> is playing. So I'm going to pick the Broncos three and three. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna take the Broncos as well. Yeah, I must to discuss here. Hey, you think Susan forgot the pickums? Oh, 100 percent He's not he's not as dumb as he looks. That's saying something. Right. Damn, he's not even gonna probably listen, so he won't even know that I made that backhanded comment. I think he'll listen. I think he'll listen on the ride home playing playing right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully he takes it our uh, discussion about return on trades and internalizes it, thinks about it. You know? Nah, Susan can eat my ass on trades. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm about I'm almost where Craig is right now with, with fury towards Susan negotiating. <laughs> or trading blue balls, basically. Oh my god. Um moving on to Sunday, we got the Washington football team at two and four, heading to the five and one Green Bay Packers. It's pack time. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you saw it last week, Mason, but when you faced the Bears and he scored that rushing touchdown, I'm pretty sure he said something like He said, I own you. I fucking own you. I'm pretty sure he threw yeah. an F bomb in there. And now I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. But goddamn. I love That's that. pretty good. I, <laughs> I like that. that. In the words of Kirk Cousins, I like, like that. that. No, no, because you like that. Yeah, I know, but I did. So I guess technically it was not in the words. Of Kirk Cousins. Oh. It was me responding to the words of Kirk Cousins. I right, did like right. that. That makes so. sense. Um, does it make sense that we're picking the Packers? Yep. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs at three and three worked their way back up to 500, like the team that they are. <laughs> um, head on to Tennessee to face that man, Derrick Henry. Now, if anybody knows how to shut down Derrick Henry, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm um I'm taking the Chiefs on account of the fact that uh Tennessee's defense blows like oh, yeah. big time blows. So oh, I'm yeah. taking the Chiefs just on account of that. I don't think Derek Derek Henry, to my knowledge, can't play defense too. So I mean, he probably could. I wouldn't be surprised. He could probably be a mean linebacker. For being <laughs> if honest, I saw but... him line up across me a linebacker, I'd, be, I'd my shit knees, myself. My knees would be wobbling, dude. Like be like that time that we played flag football. And you came across the middle and just did. You just stood there, and I ran into you and went. <laughs> I felt so bad. Now I wish I could do it again. I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking Chiefs. All right, the Atlanta Falcons, Mason, coming off a bye, facing Miami Dolphins. Dolphins don't get a bye after traveling to London Town. Guess not. Damn, fuck the Dolphins. Am I right? Yeah. Give me the hey, Falcons. Fuck, yeah, fuck the Dolphins. I'm taking the Falcons. Wait, wait, wait. You're what? I'm taking the Falcons. What happened to... Yeah, I'm never going to pick the Falcons. Ever. I'm going to pick them. Yeah, that's the guy. What team I want to go against all time. Bad yeah, guy. yeah. well, it was a meme, and now I'm in third place. So, <laughs> you know, I... And now I'm mad at ESPN 4562, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Now I'm mad. Now I'm picking mad. That's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Falcons. I, I get. I get. Even though uh, Atua was back last week, right, and they still suck. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the Falcons coming off by New York Jets at one and four, 
Face the Patriots two and four. Jets coming off a bye as well. Yeah, I don't care. I'm still taking the Patriots because the only team that's worse than the Patriots <laughs> is the Jets. So they already beat them once. Why not again? <laughs> Give me the Patriots in a bounce back week. Uh, Carolina at three and three. Remember when Carolina was three and zero? Oh? I do. Those fun times. Mm. Yeah, they're three How and quick. three now. Yep. But they're facing the one and five New York Giants, who only have Daniel Jones and Devontae Booker, who I'm starting this week. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Panthers here. Like as bad as the Panthers have been, I think the Giants are a good team for them to get back. You know, back in the win column against. Because uh, like we just discussed. The Giants don't have a team, basically, at this point. They're going to be starting dudes who are working at Foot Locker. So, if they lose, maybe Carolina should be kicked out of the league. Maybe. I don't know. They should be relegated to the, the college. To I'm, picking, college. I'm picking the Panthers. Um, this is a good game, man. AFC North up for grabs. Cincinnati Bengals, 4-2 and two, against the Baltimore Ravens, who just put that ass-whooping. On the Los Angeles Chargers. What do you think about that? Uh, that was kind of nuts, honestly. I mean, I was I was definitely taken aback, especially after the offensive showing that they had the week prior against the Browns. I don't feel like the Ravens' defense is particularly great. No, but they played uh, great. But they played very well. Um, and you know, credit to them. They were, they played a good game. They had a good game plan against against the Chargers. They're gonna do the um, same thing against Joe Burrow and company. Uh, I think, see, dude, like divisional games are always so hard to pick because like people, they play each other so much that like they know the ins and outs of each other's systems and shit. Like it's, it's just so hard to pick. I'm going to go with the Ravens, uh, which hurts me because you know, I'm going against my boy, Joe, but I have Ravens are fired on all cylinders right now, man. I feel like I'd be stupid to pick against them. They are. We were talking about MVPs earlier. I mean, Lamar's going to be in that conversation, too. Yeah, no, for sure. For but sure. with all Especially, that being said, I'm picking the Bengals. I am, man. Honestly, for some reason, it's 88% to 12% uh, for, you know, Ravens to Bengals being picked. And I don't really understand. I think this game's much more of a toss-up, uh, personally. Bengals are good. Yeah, they're a good team. I feel like people don't give them the respect. They're, they're not going to get respect, uh, you know, because – they're in the Bengals. Right. But. Um, all right. So, moving on, we got the Eagles traveling to Vegas to face the Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. You're taking the Raiders? I'm taking the Raiders. You're not flying Eagles flying? No, crash and burn, Eagles. I'm taking the Raiders. Die, Eagles, die. <laughs> Give me the Raiders. Raiders. That was easy. The Lions. Oh, this is easy, too. Yeah. If Susan was oh. here, you know what he'd say? He'd go, Jared Goff revenge game, dude. It's Jared Goff. Remember Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl? Jared Goff fucking blows, dude. Yeah. So do the Lions. You know who doesn't blow? The Rams. Yeah. The Rams are G-U-D. Good. Yeah. The Rams. It's going to be a sad homecoming for Jared Goff. The Texans. God, these games suck. The Texans are one and five 
traveling to the last unbeaten team of the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Cardinals. I know they say any given Sunday, but not this Sunday. Not this Sunday. <laughs> not this Sunday. Nope. Chicago Bears at three and three. Jesus, another one. Fucking Christ. Traveling to Tampa. Uh, Justin Fields might die in this game honestly dude i don't know if there's not a worse offensive line in the league i know i shoot on the patriots o-line a lot but jesus christ dude i'm surprised that uh fields is in an icu yet my god poor guy and then sunday night football it's not even worth me doing the song the jingle what is this game Whose idea was it to put no, this game the jingle that you should put for this game is the one from uh what is it, the price is right Let's see like, over this game. Come on, two and four Colts at the San. Why does San Francisco get two Sunday night games? They ain't even I good. I don't know, dude. I'm taking the 49ers, but like I'm taking the Colts. Carson Wentz. It's not as bad as people think. Oh no, he's pretty fucking bad. He just had shit covering him all the time. It was called an Eagles uniform. So you couldn't see the diamond in the shit that Carson Wentz is. And then this would have been a good game like two years ago Man. on Monday night. Remember this game in 2011 playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do remember that game. Um, I'm taking the Saints because you know what? They coming off a of bye week. You don't believe in Gino? Jameis Winston finally gets his head out of his ass. Plays like he did in week one. I don't know. Probably not. But In Seattle. I don't give a shit. Geno Smith blows. <laughs> I'm taking game, the could be, game could be played on fucking Mars. If Geno Smith's your starting quarterback, you're not winning. Trust me. I saw him playing in the AFC East for like four years. That guy blows, dude. He's so bad. One day they'll get football to Mars. Uh, I that, honestly, honestly, people talk about the first people going to Mars. All they have to say is to that the uh, owners in the NFL be like, "Yeah, there's a lot of profit there." They'd be like, "We're players in the moon, players in the moon, baby." First game played in 2028. Doesn't matter. Send them. I don't give a shit. And it's gonna be fucking Jaguars, fucking Texans. Yeah, it's gonna be the 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 Mars supernovas. Or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> How many, total, How many points? total points? Uh, 10? I don't fucking know. 69. Obviously. Dude, every week, 69. Is that how you're going? Yes, I'm going until it hits. I'm going to go with 43. <laughs> 43. Um, but yeah. Right. That was it. That's it. Uh, Pickskin Pickums. Real quick before we start up this grill. I just want to say, like, I love our league. And I'm talking about the Westport League. It is so funny how it's like a game of telephone. Where, like, you tell one person something, they tell another person something. I'm not going to say any names. But you know who you are. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, too. I'm not going to say any names, but it's so funny. I'll get texts from other people and be like, oh, did you hear what this guy said? Or, oh, they're going to do this trade. What? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm. And then it's just so funny, like, how people react. And then, like you said, Mason, before we start the podcast, how people react to trades. Since that trade was accepted, I've already gotten two texts in reaction to the trade that me and Mr. Amaral. Oh, let me, let me guess. This is what they 
Dude, you're fucking dumbass, bro. You're fucking idiot. What kind of trade is that, dude? Fuck it. Every, every single trade. Every single trade in this league. You know, it's funny. For a league that, that, that doesn't want voting, as much as our league does, people bitch and moan about trades an awful lot. Oh, yeah. That's why it can never be done. Nobody would ever get a trade done because of how petty this league is. Oh my god, dude. It's ridiculous. I could like I could trade you some I could trade you Elijah Moore for fucking Benny Snell. And so I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? That's a fucking stupid trade, bro. You just got raped, dude. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Oh my god. Yeah. And I know I'm 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 mentally stealing myself for eventually when I trade McCaffrey, because I I know for I told you this, I know for a fact. That the fucking fantasy football chat is gonna blow the fuck. It's gonna pop off. People going, dude, you're a fucking dumbass. Why'd you trade him? Why'd you trade this guy? You're fucking stupid, bro. Fucking idiot. We're all callers in '98 five sports. Up. No, that's what it is, dude. It's that's all it is. That's all it is. Oh man, I love it. That's dude. why everyone everyone is is simultaneously afraid to make trades, but also like. It's just oh my god. Well, here's the thing. Now now I'm gonna name, now I'm gonna name names because people who only make trades if they're raping someone, number one, number one is our very special guest. That's <laughs> only way that dude makes a trade is if in his mind he is sticking his dick two inches into somebody's ass. Is Susa is Susa the Danny Ainge of our fantasy league? Um Hmm. No, I don't, no? Think he, I don't think he could construct the championship team. Damn. Damn. He's... <laughs> now I now I hope Susan does listen to this on the frame ride home. He's gonna be he's gonna be like this. He's gonna be sitting in the in the uh, airplane and he's gonna have a white knuckle grip on the fucking the hand the arm resting like these. Right now, right now, Susan's looking up who Danny Ainge is on Google. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Susan, Panacho's a guy too who won't make a trade unless he feels like he's raping somebody. It's usually my father. But um, yeah, I mean, Jake, Jake has tendencies to do that too. I feel like he has to think that he gets the better end of the deal, as I learned in negotiations last night with him. Yeah, but I feel like there is a difference between looking for the better end of a deal. Well, because obviously, when you make a trade, you want to yeah. make your team better. And I get you, make, you think you're making your team better. And right. I think, obviously, Jake doesn't try and, uh, you know, do, do like, like when I feel like I, I make a trade with Jake, I'm like, you know, uh, like I feel like we're both, both of our teams are benefiting ultimately. But, the problem is, is that whoever I trade for from Jake's team is obviously instantly going to become a shit bum as soon as they hit my roster. And the guy that I traded Jake is going to start dropping 40 points every week. That's the difference. Yeah, that you trade so, Jake's going to become Alvin Kamara. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then the main point I just want to say is just because how much I love our league, man. It just it brings me so much <laughs> uh, joy and happiness. Like just like fantasy and football and sports in general. It just gives you a moment to relax from the real world. Everybody's got stuff going on in their life. And it's just like a moment to just kind of like forget about it, put it under, you know, the bed for a bit, watch some football, 
Sundays, fucking seven straight hours of commercial-free football with my boy Scott Hansen. Shout out Scott Hansen. And the witching hour. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit for that. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of, like, dumb at first, but now it's, like, its own thing. And when it comes up, I'm like... It's, it's like a meme now. It's like... It comes, yeah. Honestly, though, like, that's... He's not lying. It's a fucking witching hour. Yeah. So much happens between then and then, the you know, the start of the next... It comes week. up. Yeah, because that's when, you know, Derrick Henry has two points going into the witching hour, and then he comes out having 35, so. Right. right. That's but, the way it works. Yeah, football, fantasy, it's great. And like I said, I love this league, just how involved everybody is. Because we've seen the league before in the past where you get people who auto-draft, you get people who don't make trades, you get people who don't make any transactions. It's just like, if you're not into it, why are you in it? Like, why would you put the money in if you're not going to dedicate the time to it? But I feel like everybody in our league does that. And I've been in leagues where people don't do that. It's, you know, it's not the same. But anyway, let's start up this grill for week seven. Hold on a second. Let me just fucking – I got to, like – anybody got, like, twigs I can rub together in? Oh, here we go. Got some Duraflame. Get a little spark here. Excellent hot takes brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? A dirt. A dirt. Sizzling hot takes for week seven. What do you got? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to – I want you to go first because my take, I think, is just going to blow the grill up personally. So – Unless you want me to go first. Um, yeah, you go first. I don't have All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Should uh, I put on sunglasses for this? Yeah, you probably should. Honestly, you might want to leave the room because uh, the house is about to burn down. Um, so, you know, I just spent maybe an entire, basically the entire Pigskin Pickup segment shitting on one Geno Smith. Uh, except Geno Smith is going to be a top five QB this week, baby. Oh, fuck off. I love love how the majority of our sizzling hot takes just immediately contradict our pins and pickums. I know. Like when we bring the, oh my God, they have a fucking chance. But when you start the grill, (laughs) this guy is going to, you know, like, no. Uh, Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith's going to be a top five QB this week. And uh, Geno Smith can't even count to five, man. (laughs) You want to be a top five QB. You heard it here first. I'm going to put him in my DraftKings. You know what? There's one person. There's probably one guy who listens to our podcast and takes our advice seriously and goes, I'm going to put Geno Smith in my DraftKings lineup. And he's going to lose like a hundred bucks this week because of me. And that guy so, is Jake Aronson. <laughs> I was going to say it's ESPN 572965. I still don't know who that says. is, and it's pissing me off. Yeah, it's mystery man, mass man, bro. All right, we're going to go with the theme of the show here, Patriots. We're talking Patriots here, our 98.5 Sports Up. <laughs> um, this is the week, Mason. Yeah? This is the week where you see your franchise quarterback. I hope so. I hope so. Mac Jones. He's going to let loose for 350 passing yards and four touchdowns. Oh, damn. He's on the waiver wire. Should I pick him up? I thought about it. 
This is the week. If any, if any week you're going to start Matt Jones, why not against the Jets? Go pick him up, Mason. Who are you starting instead of him? Jimmy G. What the fuck are you doing? Go pick up Mac Jones. Honestly, I kind of want to. Jimmy G's facing who? The Colts? Yeah. I mean, the Jets have a pretty decent pass defense, though, is the thing. Also, if I start Mac Jones, I'll have three Patriots in my starting lineup. Oh, we got Damian Harris. No, I got Kendrick Bourne. Oh, yeah. We'll take out Damian Harris. And then start Mac Jones. Matt, that Jones Bourne combination. Undefeated. That's Actually, like, it is because I lost last week. That's like it's like Montana Rice. That's like fucking Manning Harrison. Brady I think Moss. I think you saying these things is a war crime, honestly. Like yeah, you watch this week. Don't make me change my sizzling hot take to talk about Kendrick Bourne. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He could drop trout too. Now, Mac Jones, you heard it. I'm going to say four touchdowns, four total touchdowns. He might vulture a touchdown from your boy, Damian Harris. Uh, a, little, a, little, a little QB sneak. That is. That's. That's sizzling hot. Oh. Sizzling hot takes. Brought to you. By their burgers, Mason. Are the burgers? Oop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oop. I mean, der. Oop. Oop. I already know what the the name of this podcast is going. This episode is going to be. It's going to be oop. Oop. How do you spell that? O O P. O O P. Oh fuck. <laughs> Anything else we want to wrap? I mean, we apologize for getting this podcast later in the week, but honestly, I blame Susan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Susan's fault. When in doubt, blame the guy who's not here, right? Or hold on, hold on. Let me check the numbers real quick. Yeah, it's Susan's fault. Oh, okay. All right, good. Yep. Yeah. Susan, Susan's fault. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back next week. Uh, and hopefully, he won't be a slacker and miss any more weeks. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully, he takes care Disney. Next time he goes. Yeah, honestly, what the fuck? Where's my invite? We, we take him on a cruise. Doesn't take us to Disney. Doesn't do shit nope. for me. Nope. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mason, good luck this week. Thanks. I'm going to need it. Uh, best luck, luck in, Chris. Better luck in Jim and Skip. No, I honestly, dude, I need luck because it's not like my team's not doing well. Well, luck is retired. You know, he, he left the Colts. Did you, you see what Craig said? The fucking power rankings said uh, in, in CBS? About so I, saw, I saw a snap, but I didn't listen to the audio because I was at work. It, it didn't say anything. The, the, the power rank. I am number four in the power rankings in Jim and Skip. My team's two and four. I'm one of the wor- I'm the worst team in my division. Don't but tell I'm, Susan I'm, that. I'm number four in the power rankings because my team still keeps putting up points. Yeah. So the... The uh, I think the little blurb that they gave they because CBS like automatically does the power rankings, right? Right, uh, the little blurb they gave me is it was like we moved uh, Dobby Sock up in the power rankings, uh, to see if it makes um, his team actually win. Wow, uh, ask, ask Coach Boyd if it works, that's what it said, something like that. And I was like, wow, bro, fuck <laughs> you, but also. 
Hopefully, please. <laughs> Who are you facing this week? I have no fucking idea. Oh, I'm playing Craig. I'm gonna lose. His team is. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got, dude. He's Wait, got he's got bye week problems, all right? Oh, I think maybe, but the problem. No, he doesn't have Herbert. The thing is, though, is that his he has, I think, like a hundred more points than anybody else. He had like everyone else is like in the seven eighties, like the top scoring teams are in like the seven eighties around there. Craig's like at eight eighty. He's stupid. He gives like a hundred points higher than everyone else. So I'm definitely gonna need some luck. But... So we're both facing Craig this week. So I'm facing him in Westport League. Oh, so uh, can I get a fuck Craig this week? Fuck Craig. All right. Fuck Craig. Craig, fuck you. Um, uh, just, just can't love you, Craig. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you say? <laughs> um, he's got five starters on by. Oh, against me. Hate to see that. So. If I lose to him this week, you might never see his face again. <laughs> Kiss my crippled ass goodbye. Right. Um, all right, Mason. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.